You're listening to Gizmonic Institute Radio. In the not-too-distant future, in the basement of a chunky cheese, there was a guy named Dr. Odd, concocting an evil scheme. One thing that drove him bonkers was people talking when movies played. So he shot some suckers into space to make them watch MST3K. Jeff. Yeah. We're down to the last cracker. I think we're going to have to duel for it. I. Dr. Oz never coming back. I. We're going to die. I don't know why you ate so many of them. But I'm going to die full of crackers. I guess. Well, so you're going to lose the duel? Wait. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're going to die either way. Uh, yeah, I know. Just two dies first. Well, but you how are you going to die full of crackers unless you lose the duel? Because if you if you win the duel and eat the cracker, then you'll die long after you won't be full of crackers anymore. You know what? That's a good point. Mm-hmm. You know what? You can have the cracker. No. Uh, thanks. <laughs> okay. This means I can die full of crackers now, right? Well, you still have to lose the duel. Okay. Um, Ready? Yeah. Wait, what are we dueling with? Uh, uh, <laughs> I actually have a couple more pistols oh, from okay. Hanson when Hanson was here. Okay. I don't know why they had so many pistols. They had a lot of pistols. Um, uh, okay, well. You like, you like peanut coladas? Oh hey! It's, it's Dr. Hey. We're saved! If you like peanut coladas, I I'm sorry, it's just stuck in my head. I'll yeah. take anything at this point. Yeah, I'll, I like I like peanut pe- peanut coladas, is that? Yeah, okay. if you like peanut coladas. Mm. You know that one. You know yep. that little song. It's if one you of like the peanut coladas. One of the lesser George Washington In a salted shell. Oh. Where where have you been? Yeah, where'd you go? If you like eating peanuts after midnight. <laughs> Please send us peanuts. Send yes, us peanuts. Yes, I sorry. love peanuts. Now it's I'm stuck in my head. Peanuts. I can't help it. We are so hungry right now. You didn't hire anyone to watch us. Yes, and oh. our food only ran yeah. out because Renee ate so much food while you were gone. Yeah, I was going to say, I left plenty. You know, you guys, <laughs> yeah, you guys no, are like no. when, I, you know, like when you go to and you leave and you, and you, you have a cat. Mm-hmm. You go on vacation, so you just fill up like five giant cereal bowls full of cat food. That was basically what I did for you guys. I know. You teleported those five giant cereal bowls full of cat food. Full of cat food. Yeah, That's and, exactly what yeah. I did. <laughs> and Renee ate well, four and a half of them I, in the first day. In my defense, I mm-hmm. struggle with scarcity mentalities. Yeah. So. I was I, not gone that long. It seemed like you were. It seemed, you, there was I, more than enough cat food. I, there should have been. I agree. I, what were you gone like has it been anywhere? I think it was either three days or three months. Which, how long? I, I said three days. Oh, okay, all right. Okay, well. Three months, you definitely, well, we won't talk about that. There definitely was not enough cat food. No. However, as you, as I have reminded you before, you could always open the manual uh, in the on the ship. If you open up right now, you didn't open it, did you? You didn't no. open it the whole time. If you open it right now, take a look. What to do if starving? Look under starvation. St. Yeah, I. Yep. You know. You that, 
One of you has to eat the other one. Uh, and that's, you could have survived for a few months on that. I guess. Reading makes me itchy. I don't you know, know if this, this. cast is reading. It's mostly like drawings. Yeah. Drawings. That's right. Mm-hmm. It's like what do you see under the, uh, under the starvation heading there? It, it's a picture of me, it looks like, judging mm-hmm. from the ponytail. And it's got very sharp teeth. And then there's a body next to it, which I yes. presume is Jeff. Right. Mm. Because I'm, I'm going to be honest, uh, Jeff, you're definitely dying in that <laughs> yeah. scenario. No, I, you're I, definitely I almost... no one getting eaten, man. I'm just being <laughs> <Yeah>. honest. <laughs> no, I, I am surprised it actually didn't happen this time. Um, well, it didn't well, occur to me, but we know what to do for next time now. Yeah, I guess so. There's always the next conference. Yeah. So you where did you go? I, oh, I, I, went... I see you got a new shirt. Yes. It says, uh, what was it say? Oh, it's... It's lobster time somewhere. That's right. I got that from the Red Lobster booth. Oh. You see, of course, I went to the international food restaurant change mascots convention. Uh. Ah, the IFRCMC. That's right. Mm-hmm. Something okay. like that. It, uh, that's why I was singing that song. Mm-hmm. Was if, you like peanut, if you like peanut coladas. Is that a, which restaurant is that from? Uh, it's actually just Mr. Peanut. Oh, okay. it's, it, 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 you know, there's some, there's some bleed there. You know, you're allowed to bring in different mascots, different okay. food-based mascots. Was Mr. Uh, Cheese himself there? Crossover. Yeah, was yes. Charles Entertainment Cheese there? He was, but uh, I avoided him. No, <laughs> so you're not really a licensed uh, franchisee, right? Listen, <laughs> we don't want to, we don't want to. Tear that scab back open, if you know what yeah, I mean. That's fair, yeah, no. Literally, Dr. literally, Oz. I have so many. So many what? Who, wait, what is that? Oh, Doctor Oz. Who is? Who is this? It's Chucky e. Cheese. Oh no. I followed oh, you from the convention. I knew it. I knew this day would come. Oh no. <laughs> Do you have a lease? How are you living in my restaurant yeah. basement? Listen. Listen, you big rat. Have you ever heard of uh, something called squatters' rights? No. Uh, well, good. Let me uh, educate you about them. It means I can live here rent-free as long as I do a uh, hundred squats a day. Oh, I did not know that was the law. Yep, in whatever that's state the law. That's the law here. My lawyer, but I think you might have to no, pay him no, no, soon. No, 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 no. No, we don't need to get lawyers involved. I mean, we've already... You're already a big rat. Let's not get another one involved. Right? Oh, Actually, just, lawyer bird. Yeah. I'm yeah, man, those are always good. Big old CEO likes to wear the rat suit. Wait, oh. wait, wait. Are you saying so? Wait, you're a man in there? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were a real rat. That's <laughs> convincing, I, huh? It is. I, I even have realistic... Especially that voice, if yeah. I'm being honest. <laughs> it's got realistic, anatomically correct features. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I wish you hadn't pointed that part out. <laughs> no, I can see that. It, the video feed is usually pretty grainy, but I can even see the uh, the features. Oh, so Sorry. I'm not the CEO of nothing. I was just messing with you. I'm going to go now. Sorry. Wait. Bye-bye. Wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> now, hang on. Wait a second. Did you that- follow me from the convention? Yeah. And you were... Wait a second. You were the big rat that I was trying to avoid? Yeah. The whole weekend? Yeah, I kept trying to try to follow you around. What did you do, you freaking creep? Why are you walking around in a big rat suit? An anatomically correct rat yes, suit. Yes, might I add, I was gonna. <laughs> Why? Yeah. Well, to be frank, I'm an an audic. I'm addicted to Doctor Odd. 
This is my favorite podcast. Oh, boy. Oh. Okay. Oh, no, man, that wasn't necessary. Especially, I gotta be honest, I don't want you getting that close to me uh, with that. Yeah. Is okay, so I, I see there's some animatronics in the face, the eyes are blinking. They are I don't know if you know this, they are out of sync with each other. Yeah, I'm trying to fix that. Okay. Are so there why do you have why do you have metal teeth like jaws and yeah. James Bond? That's Well I had to craft this up pretty quick because you see, Dr. I doesn't leave the basement very often. I've been waiting outside of this chuck and cheese for a couple months at least. A couple then, months? Jeez, how many bowls of cat food did that take? <laughs> oh, I just rummage in the dumpster behind the Chuck E. Cheese. Well, yeah, I mean, that's where I get the cat food, too, so... <laughs> oh, oh. oh! That's... I got a competition. <laughs> so anyway, when I saw you come out, I got so excited, but you just are so fast. I am. <laughs> you got right in that Uber Well, so you know, I always, I always grease myself up before I leave. Uh, just in oh. case and, uh, any anyone tries to grab me. Such that's as, why, okay. Such as the real yeah. Chuck E. Cheese. Yep. Uh-huh. Or perhaps law enforcement. Yep. Perhaps, mm-hmm. uh, like, like tax men. Yep. So I knocked a kid off his bike and I said, I need this, I'm sorry. And I biked after that Uber as hard and fast as I could. Are you in the rat suit at this point? <laughs> Not or? yet. Okay. So I get to the airport... And Dr. I gets out of the cab and he starts talking on a cellular telular phone about how he's going to this convention and I hatched an idea. Yeah. What? Are you, are you going to tell us the idea? <laughs> Wait, was it, to make a, seat here. was it to make a rat suit and show up to yeah, the convention? It, it was to make a rat suit using pieces I could find in the airport. Wait, I mean, wait, wait, wait. You have built this suit, yeah. including, I might add, its anatomical correctness, uh-huh. out of things at the airport. The uh, the anatomical parts of the suit do look like they do have some animatronics in them They're as well. They're also animatronic. Uh, I noticed this is a flotation device. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was confused. I thought it was a real rat. Oh, wow, that's a, that's a lot of questions with that one. To be the mascot. Oh, um, oh, of Chuck E. Cheese? I thought it was a real big rat. So if, oh, because you listen to this podcast and he always calls Charles Entertainment Cheese a rat? Yeah. Okay. I have another question. I actually have, I have many, but <laughs> let me start here. We, okay. I noticed, uh, you know, we established pretty early on that you're just some dude uh, yeah. in a in a giant rat suit made from trash. Can that, I keep the whole that has a, but, but has a disturbingly accurate anatomical sense to it but yeah, like like really good like textbook yeah, yeah. Like, thank you so but it's also like you're still wearing it yeah but we've we've aired well, the fact that you're just some dude now can you take it off yeah that's my next question like are you able to take it off now or is it what's so the deal? i know it doesn't sound like this but this is a short answer do you ever play the game mouse trap when you're a kid yeah, And sure. you know how you could only really play it once before the pieces didn't work that well anymore? Yeah, or you ate them. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was kind of those one-time sort of things. Yeah. Well, how I have fixed this to my body, I don't think it's coming off. Oh. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. Okay. I guess it's good that you made it anatomically correct then? Yeah. Well, no, it's still not good. I can no, still it's, make it's still yeah. definitely. Yeah. It's still, from where I'm standing, it's still not good. Mm-hmm. Hey, love is important. 
So, yeah, sure. So, can I keep the Homer bucket? Uh, you know those are really expensive, right? Like, I oh, mean, man. do you have any do you have any money or? Uh, I literally sacrificed my humanity. Can't I have something to remember yeah, you? Just by? give him your give him your makeshift toilet. Come on, man. But where, where am I supposed to go? I steal another one. You talked about how much you like oh, stealing. Oh, I gotta put on those big jingle jeans again. Yeah. Uh huh. Fine. Yeah. Woohoo! Oh, this is the happiest day of my life. I tell you what. Well, I tell you what. One condition, though. What? Anything. I need you to, you know, clean up around here a little bit. Can you think you can do some... You want like some janitor services? I mean... Permanently affixed a rat animatronic costume to him to clean your... Oh, okay. Yes, yeah, great deal, because look, I don't have to get you a hazmat suit now. Mm. That's a good point. I'm Man. joking. I wouldn't have given you one anyway. But, but anyway, yeah, right over there. Yeah, you see that? You see that big pile of blood? Yeah, is yeah, that your blood? I, no, no. Uh, I need that gone. Okay. So, I did. I was wondering, how did you get the blood to pile? Yeah, it, it takes. Uh, it takes. Uh, it's like playing Tetris. Okay. But, but you have to wait till it coagulates. Yeah, like playing tetanus. Got a mop or anything, or should I just pachoo, pachooey? Are you? Yeah, see, see, you're making the spit sounds, but the mouth clearly can't produce the saliva. Yeah, I can't yeah, produce you, saliva yeah. yeah, you know you're spitting inside your own permanent mask, right? Yeah, I mean. yeah it's just sort of getting mildewy in here. You know what? This is like that actually... movie Frank. Yeah. we got to get you a fan in there. Could you help me get out of this? <laughs> All I right. Mean, it sounds listen. like an operation at this point. Listen, you... Yeah. Okay, listen. You dorks probably got to go, like, yeah, do we're gonna your do stupid audio log. log. Renee's just been standing here this whole time. Yeah, mouth so agape. Patient. What's going on, guys? Yeah. Oh, oh, she was eating the rest of the cat food. Oh, there's a giant rat over there. Yeah. No, he. It, don't it's look. It's a whole thing. Don't look below know. the rat belt. Uh-oh. Yeah, don't. Yeah. Really don't. Yeah. Really don't. That's kind of like. Yeah, I just did. Yeah. Well. I would just see. Let's do an audio log. And I'm then... going to. I'm going to go start a band with this dude right okay. now. <laughs> All right. Hey, yeah, my dreams. This is the audio log for MST3K Season 12, Episode 1, Mac and Me. Can I just say that even with the nostalgic factor for mm-hmm. the older series of episodes, this yes. might be my favorite episode of all time. Okay. That's 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 pretty powerful, and I'd love to explore that. I enjoyed this episode so much. All right. Well, let's uh, let's let's talk a little bit about the MST3K part of it, um, and then we can get into the movie. So, uh, the first segment, um, the bots are putting the finishing touches on a a backup travel cam bot, uh, which is, I'm sure, something that either will or won't pay off later. Yeah, <laughs> as as they establish right away, there's going to be no payoff for the end of the last season, mm-hmm. and so uh, they're not they're making it clear don't have expectations in terms of continuity or narrative yeah uh but jonah does show up and he's alive and Um, the bots don't care yeah everyone is kind of nonplussed maybe they knew though yeah i mean they they might have they probably had their suspicions yeah um he is carrying a space helmet and i don't i don't know if it's the same space helmet from the space suit that he'd been manufacturing for most of season 11 Mm. i don't know if that was just a a detail that was included and kind of didn't really hit the forefront or if it was like you know just a just another thing they put in there um 
he tries to kind of tell them about how uh, how he fared after being eaten by the metal reptilicus, but then he gets sucked up into the intro for the show. And so do the bots. Uh, no, not at the not at this point. Oh, that happens at the end. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so after the uh, the credits, the uh, Mads introduce the concept of the gauntlet, which is six bad movies that Joan and the bots have to riff back to back without a break. I think it's kind of the uh, it's it's sort of like a nod to the fact that a lot of people were going to binge watch the yeah. season. It it was it made me think about back in the day when there would be like marathons on cable television. Yeah, it was kind of a yeah. whole experience, and I think they're trying to hearken to that as well. Um, but it was just kind of like in terms of my consumption of it, there's no difference, right? Right, it's right. Kind of meaningless to me, but but I I wonder. If because our consumption of of this and and of MST3K in general, I, I I this is this is kind of an interesting thing. I'm going to go a little off topic, but like before starting this show, I used to watch MST3K like at least every other day, if not daily. Mm. Like I would put it on, like, like I do with Star Trek. Yes, like I would put it on before I'd go to bed, or um, you know, just like kind of in the background. Uh, so. I and then starting the show, I I only watch the episodes once a week because I don't want to you know kind of cloud the uh, the the recall right. of of, of what, what goes on in the episode. And so I wonder if we weren't watching them in the in kind of the spread out way that we are, if we wouldn't just have binged the. Uh, Be fun to do like season. a like a slumber party style thing where we have snacks and stuff and stay yeah. up all night watching all six. That that could be, yeah. Um, I actually would really enjoy that. That'd be nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, they go to the invention exchange. The Mads invent Algernon, oh. the only authentic smartness drug on the market. Mm-hmm. Um, I I wonder if so. Th- this is you know it's a clearly a a, a a gag on flowers of Algernon. That's the Poor Algernon. you've you've read that. Yes, it's the one about where they give the guy the smart drug, mm-hmm. and he then like. It wears off and he goes back. He reverts. Well, so they give it to a mouse first, and so his then they give it to him later on, and so he mm. gets to kind of see his own path charted out by the mouse because the mouse uh, becomes okay. super smart and then returns to its original intelligence and then it dies, mm. and so he knows that he's going to become less intelligent again and then die. Is is he Algernon or is the mouse Algernon? The mouse is Algernon. Oh, interesting twist. Twist. Um, it's not a twist. It's established <laughs> right away. Okay. Well, uh, that's fair. Um, I I am wondering if it's this is also kind of an excuse because the clone version of uh, Pearl Forrester Cynthia in the first season was very kind of robotic and talked in kind of like a caveman cadence. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm wondering if this is going to be a kind of continued character thing for her where she actually. She is a, horrifyingly aware of the nature of her existence. Or is just like an actual character instead oh, of just okay. kind of a gag. Yeah. Um, Who knows? Yeah, it'd be interesting to see. Um, uh, Joan and the Bots, their invention is the Spez Dispenser. Oh, I love that. It was very the way good. That the, so they're like Pez Dispensers, but they're giant with uh, Crow it, and Tom Servo heads, mm-hmm. and they shoot out Spam. Yeah, just the whole brick of Spam. And the, they shoot out that Spam brick so violently. Mm-hmm. 
It was absolutely delightful. The noise it makes hitting the counter yes. just as it as it impacts is. Uh, I would watch like a ten hour loop of that. Just <laughs> both diff- horrifying and uh, at different satisfying. speeds, like sometimes slower, sometimes yep. faster. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah, like at one tenth speed, just yeah. really, really get that that impact noise and. Yeah, I can see that. Um, here's a question for you. I have an answer. No, I don't know if you do. How did Jonah build this invention while he was gone? Oh, mm. I mean, or, you know, maybe he was like our new rat mascot friend. And okay. Just built it very fast. That's true. That Yeah, it does. It does seem like something that either could have taken a long time or could have just been like a, he forgot to, to turn in his homework and just did it right before school. Yep. Yep. Um, Okay, well, that answers you. You're right. You did have an answer. Nice. The second segment, uh, Jonah is writing down his account of the end of last season, his his battle with Metal Reptilicus, mm-hmm. um, for part of the manuscript or memoir. He needs to know what the temperature was on Deep Thirteen, the Moon. Oh yeah. And he does the the weird the whistling communication. Yeah, hand whistle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a funny bit too. It was because all like. The other, like Tom and Crow and Cynthia join in, and like even Kinga. Uh, yes, yeah, even Kinga joins in. Um, uh, t- uh, my favorite one was Tom because they just kind of tilted his like little stubby arms like out, but he <laughs> couldn't put his hands together. <laughs> so everyone else is actually doing the motion, and he's just kind of holding his hands out and up. That's uh, adorable. It was fun. I think it was uh was was the temperature a little clammy. Was that? Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, a a tiny bit clammy or a tiny bit chilly or something like that. Um, Anyway, segment three, uh, Crow is dressed in the Mac and Me bear costume, which is very similar to his costume that he wears when Tom and Tom and he played uh, dog and bear (laughs) uh, in some of the earlier seasons. Um, Tom is dressed as the birthday girl. They're kind of doing a recreation of the McDonald's birthday scene. I can't wait to sink my teeth into that. <laughs> Jonah's dressed as uh, Ronald McDonald. Yes. Uh, or knockoff Ronald he McDonald. He looks so different without his glasses. Also dressed up as a clown, but yes, especially yeah. without his glasses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's that's the thing that makes the difference. It's the glasses, <laughs> not, the, not the clown makeup. Exactly. Uh, and GPC is dressed up as the Grimace. Um, mm, a scary Grimace who makes sure that everyone's having fun all mm-hmm. the time. Yep, no grimacing here. Um, everyone is getting in on the corporate sponsorship act. Um, we we meet uh, Kinga the and German Max's accent with which you said corporate corporate corporate. Uh, we meet Kinga and Max's new identities: Burger Kinga and Office Max. Yeah, uh, which fun. is yeah, it's fun. I don't even know if Office Max is still like a, an entity. Could be. Um, I know Burger King is, but uh, I don't know if I, I, maybe I'm thinking of Circuit City. It's all kind of the same thing. Um, anyway. Uh, they cut back to the ship and uh, GPC is terrorizing everyone by dropping a bunch of ball pit balls. <laughs> just kind of going. It's a very manic It looked like skid. it'd be fun to be there. Getting the, yes. the ball pit balls dropped mm-hmm. on you. Yeah. Probably yeah. what it's like being Dr. Odd uh, just all the time. Yeah. Maybe. Except not as fun. Yeah. The more vomit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, we do break a little bit from, um, the traditional structure here normally there's a fourth segment um in all of the other episodes we've watched so far there has been uh essentially the uh invention exchange intro segment and then second third fourth and final segment there is no fourth segment in this one they they do one less segment uh for more room for riffing could be i i don't know if this is uh 
if the I didn't look at the runtime on the episode, so I don't know if the episode itself is shorter. MST3K now more riffing. Now with more riffing, um, to kind of lend to the binge watching element of it because it would make sense to have slightly shorter episodes if you're wanting mm. people to binge watch six of them, or you know it just could be that they made that cut too short in the episode length but kept the movies the same. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah, we, we now go to the final segment where Joan and the bots, this is when they all get sucked up. Um, and they get sent down to moon 13 and oh, right. yeah, and they're tasked with making more holes for the, the liquid experiment residue to go in, in their little like circle of movie jars, mm-hmm. movie vials. I'm not, I'm not entirely <laughs> certain how their, uh, their structure works because they send the movie to them in liquid form and then they get some of the liquid back. Is that like their, their terror? <laughs> is that, <laughs> is that their depression? Like what is in the unclear? Yeah. Mm-hmm. To say the least. But it, it, either way, every movie they send them, they end up with a little Reserve like, uh, yeah, they, like a gallon of some sort of glowy liquid. Save. Yeah. Um, and so they need to make more uh, more room in the storage, and apparently Jonah is uh, is tasked with doing that. So um, that's the episode. Um, you wanna you wanna feast on some not known nuggets? Give me those nuggets. Because there's a lot of not known nuggets. I need those nuggets on this film. I Mac need those nuggets now. Um, this film was released in 1988, okay. um, which is. A full six years after E.T. E.T. came out in 1982. Mm-hmm. And this this film came out in 1988. Took six years to write this magnum opus. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, you, that's not entirely true, as you'll come to find out later. Um, if you would... If you would have asked me which of these films came out in 1988, which one came out in 1982, I would have switched them around. Yeah. Because E.T., I mean, obviously, it's a Spielberg joint, and it's, so it's going to look real nice and, and stuff. But still, it this movie seems like it should have come out like 20 years before E.T. Mm-hmm. with with as as good of a of special effects that it had. It's yeah, it's it's bad. Um, do you know what Max stands for? Major Alien Chips. <laughs> well, you got one of the. <laughs> One of them, correct. Mr. Alien Cat. A mysterious alien creature. Oh, that's dumb. Yeah, it, well, Mr. Alien Chips <laughs> is, <laughs> is, is better. Than yeah, mine's just a joke. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I See, I always thought because there was kind of like the weird cross promotion with McDonald's. Yeah, that it's a Big that Mac. That it was, yeah, Big Mac. I mean, Mac. that's probably still what it is. Yeah, you're, yeah, but mysterious alien creatures, honestly, like, I hope that whatever marketing person came up with mysterious alien creature Mac acronym for the main character got a lot of money because that's pretty good. Like in a vacuum, being the Big Mac person is like, all right, what are we going to call this alien? It's like mysterious alien creature called Mac. It's like a Big Mac. It's like, yeah, that's. See, I think it's, this is how it went down in my head. Mm -hmm. There's a boardroom. Everyone's wearing ties. Yes. And business suits. Uh Uh-huh. And pants <laughs> and shoes. All right. Lots of shoes. Lots of shoes. And At least uh, two per person. The guy slams his hand down the table and he's like, the character's need to, name needs to be Mac, like Big Mac, but that needs to be an, an acronym. So acronyms go. And then people went around. They're like, Mr. Mag- Alien Chips. Mr. Alien Chips. <laughs> Someone else was like, Magnificent Artichoke Cat. Yeah. And people kept going, <laughs> Cat and Chips are the only two mm-hmm. C words I know. Yeah. And uh, they all went around and then 
they ended up with that one. And then uh, the guy who slammed his fist on the table and like knocks over a glass of water, he's like, that's perfect. <laughs> Mayonnaise and cheese. And scene. And scene. I, I like – we should – you know how they made The Disaster Artist, which is kind of like a fictionalized uh, – retelling of how they made the room uh-huh. i would watch the same movie but with them making mac and me yep that'd be good yep um this film was nominated for four razzies oh. um and it won two nice. uh one for worst director yeah and the other for worst new star mm, was it mac it was ronald mcdonald oh <laughs> yeah oh, ronald fun. mcdonald won the razzie for worst new star which is i think that's really special it is um this uh this film unsurprisingly the the this is the the best not known or the most known not known nugget um is this film was designed to be co-marketed with mcdonald's yeah um so uh what what happened was the whoever was making this film had this idea of a film tie-in with mcdonald's and coca-cola because like at the time Ronald McDonald was hugely popular with kids. This is the you know the the late eighties. Uh, Coca Cola is you know the American soft drink. It's 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 a hugely popular marketing opportunity. So they approached McDonald's and Coca Cola, and inked a deal that was like, hey, we'll make this movie. It'll feature McDonald's. It'll feature Coca Cola. It's going to be great. Um, and McDonald's and Coke were like, yeah, you know, we, we'll do this. this. It sounds fine. And then. Disney saw that happen and said, oh, wait, you can, we can do that? We can just <laughs> – we, we a, a, a movie studio can partner with a fast food chain? Oh, let's just do – let's just do exactly what these people making Mac and Me did. And so then Disney turned around and also signed a deal with McDonald's and Coca-Cola um, to start cross promotions and including uh, Disney toy themes in uh, Happy Meals. I mean, I remember oh, yeah. like Chippendale Rescue Rangers toys. I mean, that's still a thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, it was like specifically Disney. Though. Get your Elsa mac mm. and cheese. Your Elsa mac and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that McDonald's. <laughs> I, I started out that sentence fully conscious, yeah, <laughs> and then I sort of you drifted. Just, you put it on, you put it on autopilot, <laughs> and then I have to admit my attention <laughs> drifted for a moment. But uh, I'm not proud. Uh, yeah, so as soon as Disney penned this deal, which is the exact same deal that the Mac and Me people did. Obviously, McDonald's and Coke were like, oh, man, we still have to do this other weird alien movie with these people that no one's ever heard of because um, they're contractually obligated to do it, uh, which which I think is both funny and really sad for the people making Mac and me because they have like this amazing idea and then just like got it kind of stolen out from under them by someone who could execute way better yeah amazing but also soulless and lame oh, i don't sure. really feel yeah. that sorry for them i mean from a business standpoint it's amazing but yeah. yes it's a it is incredibly soulless from like an artistic standpoint um so this film was allegedly not financed by mcdonald's um that was a big sticking point that people wanted to be like oh it's just you know it's a co-marketing thing but mcdonald's isn't giving them any money um but they did get a large amount of money for filming from uh, Golden State Foods, uh, <laughs> which is a one of the largest food distributors of McDonald's, like like distributing food to McDonald's. So it's, uh, you know, it's one of those things. You know what makes me really just hungry for a burger? 
Um, Mac and me. Is it a warded, pimply, shriveled mm-hmm. alien inside of a shredded, moth-eaten teddy bear skin? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. Dancing, dancing. Yep. The answer is mm-hmm. yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, McDonald's did request uh, that Ronald McDonald not appear in the film, but. <laughs> The filmmakers did not heed their request, as as we saw. Mc, Ronald McDonald is featured in the McDonald's extended dance scene mm-hmm. uh, that does take place, which is it's the it it is the weirdest part of this movie. Like I don't know that you can say that. I think the fact that they just sort of gloss over the fact that for some reason the aliens can be sucked into a hole no matter how small yeah that happens twice that does happen twice that's Uh, that's fair and they can subsist only on coca-cola which apparently is on the planet uh from yeah which which does raise a lot of questions about the origin and manufacture of coca-cola on earth also they can bring people back from the dead yeah Mm -hmm. but they can't survive right without Coca-Cola. Well, they had to they had to introduce like the alien almost dying just like ET uh-huh. because there's this is essentially just a retelling of ET but worse. So, I feel like we're skipping past okay, the okay. two things that I love the most about this. The riffing was so so okay. very good. And the other thing is is that this movie is just so horrifying at mm-hmm. every turn. Yes. It constantly just overwhelms the senses and forces you to laugh. It's like you're being held at gunpoint, bound in a basement with flickering lights, and you have to laugh. I mean, it it is this 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 the fact that this movie exists is kind. It's kind of like the pinnacle of that 1980s corporate corpocracy opulence capitalism, like. You know how, how the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were designed in a boardroom by a bunch of people who were like, what do kids like? Well, like ninjas and... Uh, teenagers. Uh, yeah, they think teenagers are cool and, uh, I don't know, make them turtles. Like, it, it just, it's just this mashup of ideas. It's like an alien. It's, it's, it's E.T. But what if instead of it being a heartwarming movie, it was sponsored by McDonald's? I like the idea that, <laughs> How can like, we work McDonald's and Coca-Cola into E.T.? What if that was the, the concept? But then the writer that they asked to do it hated it. And so every single, like, word written in the script was written with malice and, and meant in an ironic sense. Well, it's it's interesting because... I um, can feel the malice. The director of this film, whose name I did not write down, but it doesn't matter, um, he was hired um, the because this was a, a film pitch first... Um, through like large corporations and not like an actual artistic project Um, he was hired and they said oh we've already got your whole crew we have um, we have your director of photography we have everyone you would need to make this film we have all your equipment Um, and he's like all right let me read the script and they said, well, you need to write the script, actually. Oh, dang. And you have just a couple weeks to do it. Oh, poor guy. <laughs> and so wh- I imagine there's probably quite a bit of malice <laughs> <laughs> that is... Uh, palpable malice. Mm-hmm. That is what I want in my screenwriters. Yeah. Just a I little mean, bit more palpable malice, uh, please. Yeah, mm. like, like imagine writing a movie for McDonald's, but you also feel a great deal of contempt for McDonald's. Like, what if they have, like, the spe- you know how there's, like, the specialty burger, you know? Mm-hmm. It's the palpable malice burger. It's the palpable the Mc- McMalice. McMalice. 
<laughs> and we can end the podcast now. That was great. <laughs> no, okay. Uh, do you have any of the favorite riffs? Because there's so many. I do. I do have two more not known nuggets. Okay. Okay. Because I told you there are a lot. Yeah. Um, one is uh, is nice, and the other one is. <laughs> disturbing so i'll go to the nice one first uh the actor um playing eric the the main character um, the little boy was, yes was actually uh disabled in real life mm-hmm. um and it was uh it, i think it was uh, he was cast at a time where casting a disabled character in a film would have either been like you're casting someone who is uh an actor uh, feigning yes yes yeah feign yeah pretending to be disabled or um you know it, it's sort of like a bit role right and they didn't really make a big deal it's, out it's of one of the only things that was done right in the yes, movie yeah and and for 1988 yeah, i that think was, that was really uh progressive yeah the, the way they handled it and um just executed on it um in the japanese release of this film at the end, um, there's apparently a scene where uh, it shows Eric getting shot and dying. <laughs> <laughs> um, that scene did receive a lot of negative uh, reviews in the U.S. test audiences, so it was cut from the uh, um, the U.S. version of the movie, but it does appear in the Japanese the US version audiences of the movie. U.S. audiences are like, you can make my kid die from shrapnel from an explosion, but... but 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 no, I I don't want to see it. I I want to see him. I don't want to see him get shot. I want him to die of a gunshot off screen. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't want to see it. That's what I prefer. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's uh, that's kind of messed up. Um. Okay. Let's the, talk about what was the nice one. Oh, that the, the uh, casted. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Um. So you want to go to our favorite riffs yes, now? Yes, please. Okay. So such a good. There were a lot. Episode. There were a lot. The, I. The movie was like bizarrely entertaining all on its own, even though yeah, it was terrible. Yeah. But then the riffing was just on its a absolute a game. I loved it so much. Yes. Yep. Yeah. I I think that this is one of those films like I I want to I want to compare it like on an MST three K level day. to like well uh, yeah sure Summer's Day it, which my love is a fever. Which further nurses the disease. That's how I feel about this episode. That's fair. Um, I was going to say a pod people. Um, it's yeah. similar to where like the movie isn't. It's weird enough to where it sort of like eclipses the bad. Mm-hmm. I feel the same way in in a lesser extent to uh, about the about Miami Connection, where that movie is also very weird, but there's also a lot there's a lot more like honesty and heart in Miami Connection that yeah. I really like. I genuinely like unironically like Miami Connection as a film. Right. Um, and, but I feel like this kind of tr- like straddles that line. It is the soulless corporate movie, but it is weird enough. It's the malice component. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the, it's the, there's a certain edge to it because you can tell that the people making it think it's stupid. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they don't, they're just doing it for a paycheck. Exactly. But it's like soulless, but with a wink. Yes. Yes. A soulless wink. But like the the child actors and actresses they have in this film, like are giving it their all. They are. Like, and they did a good job. Yeah. Yeah. No. And like it's it's not it's not like some of the the movies we watch where it's like clearly this is someone's first acting gig and I don't know how they they got cast because they're like the their producer's cousin or something and right. like no, no the, it, the kids actually did a good job yeah yeah i mean the the puppeteering is for what it is is 
okay. Yeah. Like, it's still disturbing, but it just, you know, like, it just, it's the, the soullessness and the weirdness make this so much more entertaining. It, it just makes it, like I said, the, you, you see the scene there, they just pull up to a McDonald's and there's a bunch of people breakdancing in this like weird alien in like a horror Five Nights at Freddy's bear costume gets out of the van and starts dancing around and everyone's just like chill with it. It's so good. And I like this is if this had worked, this is the best McDonald's propaganda. That scene. It's true. It's it made true. McDonald's look like a freaking party. Like, <laughs> so, like, Ronald McDonald is, like, sitting with kids and making balloon animals, and, like, people are dancing around, and everyone's so happy just to be in a McDonald's. Yeah, they made like, it look like it was, like, the linchpin of the community. Right, yeah, it was, it was like, this just nonstop 24-7 party stop. Like, it, it was, it, had I seen this as a kid, I'd be like, I need to go to McDonald's now. I, I mm. need, I need to experience <laughs> a very disappointing, I need to go and eat like a lukewarm hamburger and then crawl through a very smelly tube in a play place and then go home like ah yeah there's so many reasons why this this movie is both soulless and amazing at the same time but favorite riffs that i wrote down um the one that we both just lost it at uh at the very beginning of the movie when the family shows up to their new house uh mac sneaks out of the van and the little girl who lives next door sees mac (laughs) oh my god (laughs) and and mouths oh my god and jonah does it in like the demons like oh "Oh my god God." (laughs) and it's so good um the other one that really got got us was uh they're driving around with mac in the back seat and he's chewing bubble gum mm-hmm. and he blows a big <laughs> bubble and uh <laughs> hey want to see my spleen it's yeah. pretty cool <laughs> t- and then they pop it but yeah. like the mm-hmm. timing of it was like was perfect because yep. you know it's like they popped it so soon that they like would have heard but not processed that he said that yep. it's his organs yep <laughs> it was so expertly crafted yeah the the delivery the on this was 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 really good mm-hmm. it's there there are so many good solid riffs like i would I would rewatch this again and again. I would shake the hands of every single person who had a hand in making this happen. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Um, now, here are some things we noticed and felt the desire to comment on. Um, the first one is that both Growler and M. Waverly, uh, the two ancillary bots that uh, were introduced in season 11, uh, visit the theater. They're when, deposited, but they leave right away. Right, yeah, it's it's when uh, they come in with the uh, GPC when she brings in their little cooler with snacks. I assume it's full of snacks. Yeah. It's not, maybe it's like a robot bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that the uh, bot, other bots don't have the, the constitution to handle bad movies no for sure yeah they just kind of popped in to see what's going on and then uh and then and then left out um now uh, i i did tell you this i think at least two times maybe more but i do want to mention it for our listening audience um for our listeners since i did i did regale renee with this multiple times just because i am so uh enthralled with it um if you've ever watched the Conan O'Brien show, the, the, any of the iterations of his talk show, uh, whether it's Late Night or w- whatever his new one was, um, anytime he had actor Paul Rudd on as a guest, um, 
Paul Rudd would do a bit where he would be promoting a, a movie or a TV show or something, and he'd be like, "Oh yeah, you know, I brought a clip. I got, a, I brought a clip of it. Set up the clip, and then he'd be like, oh, let's let's roll the clip and watch it.' And every single time, it was the scene from Mac and Me <laughs> where the kid is going down the the hillside in the wheelchair, and then they just throw a dummy in a wheelchair into a lake, <laughs> and that that went on the ragdoll just it, falling into the water it's an amazing it's, so brutal. it's, it's such a height it, it's such a height and it's an amazing scene it would have just shattered his bones <laughs> into just nothing i mean probably like they, they hit they like imply that it's like a harmless splash into the pool it's mm-hmm. like a hundred feet <laughs> it's like yeah into a quarry like landing on a brick freaking wall right um but this was a bit that Paul Rudd did repeatedly on Conan for like 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, every every appearance. Did you and laugh every time? I did. Because it was one of those things where where Conan would play along and be like, oh, you're not going to do the Mac and me thing, right? <laughs> and he'd be like, no. And then he'd play, yeah. Um, so I just wanted to I, – I feel like I know for me that was my – biggest cultural association with Mac and me before actually seeing the the film mm-hmm. um, and so I you know I wanted to bring that up for our audience I'm sure there's like a super cut on YouTube of all the times Paul Rudd pranked Conan with Mac and me but um, the other thing uh, that I noticed felt the desire to comment on um, in I think the most in my opinion the most meta riff to this day um, Jonah and the bots there is a scene where they do kind of a cutaway into like a like a wilderness scene, the scene behind the house, and they all shout "Watch out for snakes!" at the same time, and then cheer each other on and pat each other on the back and high five each other. And I, I, I to me, and a longtime MST3K fan, I was like, "Oh yeah, you know, it's the Watch Out for Snakes riff from Ega," but. I'm, I'm imagining this is someone's first experience with MST3K <laughs> and all the people like Rocky Horror screening like yeah, just yeah. shout watch out for snakes and then like congratulate themselves. That would be a really weird moment. You just maybe yearn for a mystery science theater the musical. Yeah. Or or like a, you know like a screening of a specific episode like there's just something ah, mystery science theater the musical would be really good. It'd be great. There are enough songs that they could really They could do it. Monty Python did it. Uh, did they? Yeah, there's a Monty Python and the Holy Grail musical. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um What's Spam it called? A lot. Spam a lot. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um yeah. Yeah, they could do it. That would be fun. Um, yeah, there could be a song called Watch Out for Snakes. There's the pants song that you didn't like. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. There's the uh, the cryptid rap that you didn't like. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> There's all sorts of songs that, <laughs> that one of us didn't uh-huh. like. Yeah. I just I'm thinking some like original. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah. Like, like I'm just saying using, a song called Watch Out for Snakes. Yeah, but also using their jingles that they already had. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Th- there would have to be like They did a, that with Spam a lot. Like they had mm-hmm. original songs, but they also used songs that were on the Monty Python television show. Right, right. And I think that would be a really good – we should we should write – we should pen this musical and then submit it to – the MST3K get a cease crew. and desist letter. Yeah, and then get a cease and desist that letter. That we frame and we hang up on mm-hmm. our wall. Yes, and then fast forward five years when 
the musical's going live on Broadway. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there we go. And it's slightly changed from what we wrote, and we'll know. And it's not our musical. No, it's not ours. But it's called MST3K Turn Off the Dark, um, and it, <laughs> it involves a lot of uh, very dangerous stunts. Um, anyway, uh, so those are the, the things we noticed and felt the desire to comment on. Um, did you have any other thoughts on this movie? Anything that really stuck out to you? Um, I would just watch it again and again. Yeah. I was just so blissfully in a state of joy. So Yeah. No, it was it was a very joyful experience. I did, uh, you know, the I did not realize until reading the Wikipedia article on this film that the government agency that is uh, chasing after Mac and his family is NASA. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was like the CIA or someone, you know, like, you know, again, there is just there's unabashedly ripping off E.T. Mm-hmm. in every it like almost beat for beat uh, in some cases. I will say even though this is probably my favorite episode that I've mm-hmm. seen so far um, my favorite riff is still Cry Wilderness when the kid when jumps, the kid at, jumps the at the bed and farts. Yeah. That's how we could we that could rate perfectly timed fart. I can watch that <laughs> ten times and still laugh until I cry. We we should have a scale. We should call it the Cry Wilderness Fart Scale. Yeah, and and like that that to in your domain uh, represents the perfect riff. Why and do so I like fart jokes so much. You know they're what's funny. Wrong? What's wrong with me? Nothing. They're just it's funny. It's funny. It's fun to laugh at a fart joke. I know, but I feel like it's abnormal the degree to which it's always funny. I mean, you like what you like, and yeah. you find joy in what you can find joy in. That's fair. And Life's too short to question why you laugh so hard at fart jokes, and mm-hmm. no one else seems to laugh quite that hard, and sometimes your throat pleats. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's... That. I have a magnet that says that. You do. Yeah, it's you have several of them, and that t-shirt, too. <laughs> it's a very, very niche... Let us um, know in the comments if you want a copy... <laughs> Of the t-shirt. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we, Your own we can, t-shirt. We can start selling that. Uh, well, speaking of comments, um, I did uh, reach out to our community. Nice job. Mm-hmm. I did about an hour before we recorded this. You get me? Uh, yeah. And we – so we do have a – we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash Gizmonic Institute Radio. Um, this is where we uh, – it's our main place to interact with our friends and fans. And uh, we have a really great community over there. Um, and so we uh, we usually reach out and say, hey, we're going to record an audio log in this episode. And then we uh, – people comment and, and send us messages. And uh, so we'll read some of them now. You ready? Yeah. All right. Our friend Paul writes Paul. it. Paul. Um, and he says, this episode, despite the format changes, is, quote, pretty nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mac and Me is just ridiculous enough to create some great riffing opportunities. Indeed. Going back to Fire Maidens of Outer Space, which is the episode we watched right before this, that is not an episode I can watch. <laughs> <laughs> I like how matter of fact <laughs> yep. it is. It's like you're like you, you know you're gluten intolerant <laughs> yeah, or something. Like, it's like I just I can't cannot watch, eat that cake. I can't yep. eat that cake, and mm-hmm. I can't watch Fire Maiden. Uh, the movie is deadly dull, and no amount of riffing could save it for me. That's fair. At the Earth's core is much better, mostly because it had actual actors, and I had a good time watching. P.S. I hope Doctor Odd comes back from his vacation refreshed and ready to do more mad science. Yay! Uh, P.P.S. I, I hope you guys are watching the Mads are back live streams that Trace and Frank have been doing once a month. Oh, I have not caught those. Thank you for the the treasure. Yes, we but, shall enjoy uh, it. Yeah, 
We will. We will. Very you got the much comic books that. recently, didn't you? Yes, I, we we did get a delivery up here in space of the MST3K comic book. Mm-hmm. Um, so we will we'll shout out to whoever actually found a way to d- deliver comics mm-hmm. to space. Yep, it's you know I I think it was probably. <laughs> Do you, you think when he comes up here in space, Jeff Bezos has, you know, just a couple of uh, Amazon <laughs> like, well, Prime well, packages? Yeah, can't. you know, okay. Uh, you know, Prime, it's not just global anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, he throws them at our ship. Um, our friend Adam writes in. Hello, Adam. Um, says, in fourth grade, Travis threw up on his desk when he saw the alien in Mac and me. <laughs> In fourth grade, Travis crawled under his desk and started to cry when he saw the dragon in Willow. <laughs> so whoever Travis is, um, no last name given. I assume this Travis is someone. Travis had a tough time. Yeah, he had a tough time. With it is a vomit-inducing <laughs> sort of puppet. So. Uh-huh. Now, I wonder if Travis threw up on his desk because he was laughing so hard at the alien. The puppets look like me. they stink, don't they? Like, I feel oh like I gosh. can smell that puppet. Yes, yes. Like, like I know what it smells like. I don't know why. Th- this is a horrifying thing to think of pre-2020. But when you were a kid, did you ever go into, like, uh, you know, like a Kmart or somewhere where it had a bunch of, like, rubber Halloween masks? Uh, and you're like, oh, I want to see what I look like. And yeah. all those faces touching your face? Well, but then you put it on and someone who had bad breath had definitely tried it on, right. like, recently. Or even just the fact that, like... The sweat from someone else's face. Well, yes, I, I mean it's horrifying. It it's horrifying just to think about. But I'm I'm thinking specifically of the smell yeah. of someone else no, occupying yeah, the same mask, yeah. plus like the latex rubber. Yeah, like I imagine that's what those costumes smelled like. But like combine that with like 20 days of filming in the desert. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, thank you for writing. And I, I do want to shout out uh, our friend Adam is uh, one of my former co-hosts of the Bad Movie Podcast ah. that I used to uh, um, host back on Earth with uh, with Seth, the former host of this show. But you don't know who Travis is. I don't know who Travis is. No, but Adam um, that on that show, which was called the F List, which <laughs> no. unfortunately okay. you can't find anywhere online anymore. That was my first experience watching Mac and Me as a film. So, uh, theory. Yes. Travis is what Adam calls himself. Okay. I, <laughs> you know, I, I will believe that. <laughs> In place of the word I, he just yes, says Travis. Travis, yeah. Or, so or Travis like, is like who he refers to when he's embarrassed about something he did. Or no, just every day. He's oh, like, just every he's day. like, Travis is hungry. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, Adam, here's your lunch. <laughs> yeah, okay. Here you go. Travis needs to go to work now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, have a, have a good day. Uh, well, thank you for everyone who wrote in on such short notice. Um, again, that's facebook.com slash Gizmonic Institute Radio. Um, we have a, a great community there, so please do um, – give us a like uh if you do listen to our show on a platform where you can leave a review um it really helps other people find the show it helps uh people see us and uh and find us so so thank you um if you have done that and if you have it and you can spare five minutes to give us a nice review on like apple Podcasts yeah. or somewhere you need to like read it twice spell check it i mean I don't, take your I don't time know about that <laughs> Well, five minutes is a long time to write a review. Yeah, I mean that. I guess that is that is fair. So yeah, if uh, you know, we we appreciate all of you out there who are uh, listening and reviewing and uh, just being really cool and being our friends. So, Renee, do you have any other um, 
uh, Elsa mac and cheese related <laughs> comments about mac and me. Oh, so closing thoughts? Yeah, closing thoughts. Yes. Um. What is that? <laughs> is that? Is that mac and me? Did they whistle? <laughs> it's a Chewbacca. My closing thought. No uh, comment on it. Uh, fair enough. All right. Well, um, this has been... <laughs> This has been the audio log for MST3K Season 12, Episode 1, Mac and Me. That was such a great audio log. That was log. a really good one. I think it was top top 10, at least. Probably. Um, hey, Dr. Rod, does this one, mean... One, two, it, three, four. Uh, if you like pina coladas. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like it's in a salted ship. Wait a minute. Hang on. Is it in a salted shell or is it in a salted ship? Why? I mean, sure. Whatever. Yeah. You know, what? It's free. Be free. You know? Just be myself, right? We can write, exactly. We can write whatever songs we want. The important thing is, is that, you know, like dumb kids come and they they bring their dumb parents and they come in and they're like, oh, look, look, it's the, the stupid band. Yeah. They, mm-hmm. they pay kids, money. Kids love Jimmy Buffett. You too. know what else? They kids do. Say? They, yeah. <laughs> they, they say- love, I tell you what they love. They love. Marketing slogans mm-hmm. turned into Jimmy Buffett songs. Yeah, Mr. Mr. Peanut. When I go to when I go to a pizza restaurant, I want to hear Jimmy Buffett themed peanut parody songs. I always say, make music, not genres. Now look, look, there is a copyright nice. issue involved here. Okay, Uh-oh. that we have to be very mindful of. So I want to point out, this is the Jimmy Buffet. Oh, not, I see. Okay, not the Jimmy Buffett. Well, you know, if you think about it, you know, if they say that you got to change the song a certain percentage before it's okay, right? Yeah, it's parody law. But yeah, that's a thing, I guess. I don't yeah, know. That's how Weird Al does it. But if anything's sung by a rat, that's probably different than how it started. Yeah, especially one with that hanging between his legs. Mm-hmm. Wee! Yeah. Can you put yeah. in, like, a diaper or something? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> He's playing the drums with that. Oh, jeez. Okay. Listen to the double kicks. Go! Oh man, that's it's impressive. Yeah, right? I mean, it's like, you know, it's really it's like Neil Neil Pert over here. Neil's yeah. part. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, this is the best day of my life. I'm gonna rush to see you guys. You know, I was thinking band. at the most, you know, putting on this rat suit and following you to another city and going to a convention and sleeping on the underside of a train. I thought the best that it would pay off was saying hello, but now I've got your Homer bucket, and I cleaned up your blood pile, and now I'm in a band with the Dr. Odd. Some, so now let's get the other one going. Some people say, this is the Jimmy <laughs> Buffet. <laughs> but I know, I know, you should pay right now. Pay up, pay up the That's rent. right, that's right folks. Come oh. on over to the Jimmy Buffet. <laughs> We've got uh, we've got actual parrot heads. <laughs> so wait, is this a commercial that's going to be going on while people are already at the buffet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> I guess it's sort of like well, how they always play the Menards jingle inside Menards. Um, yeah, I don't know. You're already exactly there. like that, yeah. except uh, it's his Nards. Yeah. I don't know if this <laughs> Rat is Nards. true to the the vision we had when we started this band. Well, what what do you mean, man? I think you're a sellout. What? No. <laughs> What did you you say to me? (laughs) I think you're you're a sellout. Because we used to sing songs about peanuts, and there was nothing about peanuts in that last song. You lost sight of who you are. We gotta expand, man. Our fans 
don't understand. I think I'm watching this. What what is the name of your guys' band? Rats and stuff. Rats and I think I'm watching rats and stuff break up yeah, in real time. Rats and stuff. <laughs> Doctor Odd's the stuff, I guess. Rats and stuff. We're the we're the house band here at at the Jimmy Buffet. <laughs> I've also developed a crippling addiction to cat litter. Cat litter? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Just the idea of success went to my head. Yeah, listen. Hey, listen, why don't you uh, go clean up over there? There's yeah. also that pile of puke. So if you could go clean that up. I know it's weird. Again, yes, it's a pile. Let's not get into it. <laughs> I mean, I, at this point, I assume you use the same technique with the blood. I need to talk. I need to talk to Jeff and Renee real quick here. Oh, just, uh, so if you could just, uh, if you could Hang just go on, clean I'm up. gonna play the double kicks one more time. All right. Here we go. <laughs> I can't resist seeing that. If I'm being honest. Yeah. Anyway, but, there you go. On your way. At first, hey. I was horrified, but now I'm impressed. Yeah, listen. This is weird. Yeah. <laughs> this is weirder I'm than concerned. the normal. Yeah. I thought this was going to make me some money. I'm starting. I mean, starting it's to still doubt. Can. I'm starting to doubt the Jimmy Buffet. If I'm being honest. Well, yeah, I I don't think that may be the best way for you to make money off of this. But yeah, part of the problem is I'm gonna be, I'm gonna level with you. Mm. Part of the problem is I know like one, maybe two Jimmy Buffett songs. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it sounded like uh, the rat was trying to do a Smash Mouth thing. <laughs> I heard uh, that also. Yeah, so I I mean maybe you could expand. <laughs> I'll like, be honest, I wouldn't have known the difference. Jimmy I don't Buffet know. and and Smash <gasps> Mush. Jimmy, Jimmy Buffet smash in my mouth. Yeah. J- Jimmy Buffet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, that's, there we go. Hey, now. You're hungry. <laughs> Come on down to Jimmy Buffet. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. You hey, might. now. Come in. Your flip-flops need okay. a parrot head today. Oh, so now you're nice. singing with your captives? Oh, it's no, hey, look, we just, we're just uh, spitballing over here. Now, yeah. listen, speaking of spit, did you clean up the spit pile yet? No, I'll go get it. Okay, good. See what I, I mean? mean? See you, what I mean? This is really yeah. starting to drag me down. Well, except now you don't have to clean up uh, the Chupacoimbra droppings. It's true. You don't have to go anywhere near that ball pit. You know, you make a great point. I really, yeah. I do need a cleaner. Oh, God! What? I'm excited. It's the chupacabra, but it's got my leg. It's pulling me in. Oh. Yep. Have you well, fed the chupacoimbra lately? Uh. Oh, it hurts. To, are we supposed to feed him? I mean, I. It's a living thing. I assume so. I can see. You my know own what? Leg. I did notice. I did notice there's been fewer uh, coins, chupa yep. coins coming mm-hmm. out of there. So. Yeah, this probably works out for yeah, the best. I think, yeah, I think your problem just solved itself. Yeah, I think you're right. Oh, it's taking my mask off. Oh. Have a, have a look. You get to look upon us with your own eyes one last wow. time. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Yeah. Is that is that Jimmy Buffett? It's me. Oh man. All yeah. right. What I gotta twist. be honest, this really was for the best. Yeah. Uh-huh. I I was nice getting to see you, Dr. Odd, with my own eyes before I Yeah. Sorry man, I, I like that that song about the beach or whatever yeah the hamburger and uh, on the sand or whatever i that think that's how too. he wanted to go yeah well, I, I mean yep. that's all that's how all great musicians oh man you're right that's the third song yeah the hamburger on the beach cheeseburgers in, in paradise <laughs> uh well so you've got a homer bucket back which is good you have a, yeah. you have another i i don't know how it's doing it now but you have a pile of of jimmy buffett um, yes. That that is an actual I, I pile have, right now. I have no janitor. Yeah, yeah, you are uh 
And the great thing about us being space captives is janitorial work on Earth is the one thing you can't make us do. Mm-hmm. It's probably a great time for me to head to that Mr. Clean conference next weekend. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, make sure you leave us at least six bowls of cat food this time, please. I don't know. I don't know. It's okay, Jeff. You told me what to do if we run out. I know. Yeah, just check the manual. Uh.